Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This show is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio presents... Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, a place where the Elder Scrolls community can come together to discuss the boundaries of our knowledge about the universe of the Elder Scrolls. Well, guys, there's always a surprise when starting the show. Uh, this time the video didn't trigger, but we got sound. So awesome. that's kind of cool. I can fix that in post when this goes up on YouTube. Um, perfect. But, <laughs> perfect. But perfect. Uh, welcome back. This is the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is one of my favorite events. At the end of every month, we have our patrons on to discuss a topic of their choosing. And this month, uh, Lotus of Doom gets to join me for this as well, which is super fun. Mm. So the party has grown. Some of our patrons haven't been able to make it. Right now, we have Kung Fu Kangaroo joining us. Kung Fu Kangaroo, how's it going? Welcome to the show. It's going great. Thanks for having me on, Tom. Yeah, well, thank you for supporting the show. And I'm, I'm always excited to talk to new patrons. And we might have Bob Chichinsky jumping in with us later. Um, some of the regular faces who usually make these shows, things are kind of going on. Things have been busy. The world is a little crazy right now. I don't know if you've realized this. Is it? Is really? it? Amazing. I we were in a lull. There was nothing interesting going on. <laughs> yeah. States specifically very quiet. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, it seems that life is a little busy for some people. But here we are. And Lotus, of course, is joining me again. Lotus. How are things? Things are well. Things are well. I'm definitely not uh, the, the thing you were just referring to, not having video. Everybody got to watch me totally bringing up the game on a second screen <laughs> to watch the game football at the same time. Nice. I feel like Bob Jaczynski watching the playoffs from last time. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, Bob was very animated the last time. <laughs> he was polite enough to mute, so it made it way funnier. It was way funnier. He was just swearing at nothing because we couldn't hear it. Right. It was almost. It almost looked like he was like reacting emphatically about the things that we were talking about. You yeah. just couldn't hear him. And you couldn't hear him exactly. Yeah. See, I'm not invested in this game. I just have it on a second screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you if you didn't see the uh, if you weren't here for the live version of that or you didn't see the video, you should go to the Robots Radio YouTube and look up the video it's pretty funny to see him constantly reacting in the background <laughs> while the rest of us are talking about elder scrolls oh, yeah I, I saw that i was laughing <laughs> it's, it was hilarious he's like throwing his arms up every like two minutes he's like and you can clearly if you mouth read him you can clearly tell that there's some f-bombs being dropped yes it was <laughs> it was great it was great but we are we are here as usual it is thursday night 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific at twitch.tv slash robots radio to do our live show as we've been doing every week and um this week our topic is our favorite non-companion npcs so we're not talking about the ones that you can bond with in skyrim and carry around and take around with you none of those people these are npcs in the game that you encounter and can't bring with you on quests or can't influence them in very you know companion-y type ways so this opens it up to basically anything 
I mean, we could go into Daedric Princes. We could talk about um, some of the minor characters with interesting little side stories that you learn about. We could talk about, you know, a, a corpse on the ground that left a letter and, you know, you find out that they had some sort of run in with a bear and you're like, oh, that that was really fun. So um, so why don't we why don't we open this up? Kung Fu, I, you've probably been thinking about this a little bit. Do you have yeah, a little bit. Do you have a favorite or are there kind of a selection of some of them that you you just kind of genuinely enjoyed. Oh yeah. So, so right now I, I certainly have a favorite right now. It is a scamp. Uh, (laughs) that's awesome. It's a scamp in Morrowind and it's not the scamp merchant. Uh, Uh, it's actually because a lot of people know about the scamp merchant, right? But this scamp's name, I I don't know if I'm saying it right. So you'll have to forgive me. Oh, it's, it's always a grab bag. Yeah. Just go for it. (laughs) Yeah. This scamp's name is Lustadrike. And he is a unique scamp, and he's in a shrine to Cheogorath in Morrowind. Uh And I'll I'll just tell you how I found him because I think I don't know about this at all. So yes, please. I I don't either. I'm looking him up right now, and it's super Googleable because I started to put in Morrowind S, and it was like Scamp Merchant was the first result. (laughs) Right. So 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 yeah. So there's the Scamp Merchant. I forget what his name is, but then there's Lust Lustadrike. And I found this guy in a Sheogorath shrine, just walking around aimlessly. I was like, ah, I guess I'll go loot some dungeons. And then when I walk in, all of these NPCs keep asking me, they're like, oh, are you here for the party? <laughs> and I'm just thinking, what is going on right now? <laughs> like, this is weird. Um, and I don't have any mods on my game installed. And in fact, I'm playing it on Xbox One. These uh, on the store now, but... Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I walk and I get to the final room of the dungeon and I see a scamp and like before I go right away to kill it, I notice that he's not going after me and I'm not a sneaky character. Like I walk in there with like a battle axe and just yeah, go to town. And he just doesn't care. So he's he like non-combative. He's just like, right, what, whatever, buddy, what's, what's up? <laughs> and so I see him, I walk up. I start talking to him. And he's like, Hey man, you want to drink? <laughs> I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but That's basically awesome. he, he asks if I want some Sujama, which is like an alcoholic drink in Morrowind. And I thought it was the funniest thing because if, if you accept it, you have to drink it with him. Like <laughs> there's no option. You have to drink and take I don't a shot. Remember with this dude. <laughs> and so it's pretty funny because it was after that that I learned that it was a Shea Gorath shrine. And then after that, I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. okay. This all makes sense now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be Shea Gorath who has a wacky scamp who's offering you drinks. Like, right. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be him? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Man, that's that's awesome. So did you we in the pre-show, if, if you want access to some of the pre-show conversation and you are a patron, a tier two patron or higher then you get some of the pre-show conversation before we go live. Um, but in the pre-show, we were talking with Kung Fu Kangaroo about uh, how he got into Elder Scrolls. And you, back in like 2004, originally were playing Morrowind when it came out. Um, did you find this scamp during an initial playthrough or was this something that years later you ran into? No, this is something I ran into yesterday. So this, so you have, <laughs> holy crap! So this, sixteen years later, after playing this yeah. game, you ran into this. That's that's so great. I love like the little things in these games that you can completely gloss over and miss. Playing the long game. Yeah, oh, it's so easy. It's so. Oh, the best part about and it's another one of my favorite non-companion NPCs 
he's standing and he's drinking with the scamp and he's an orc. I forget what his name is, but easy to find it. You know, just Google it. Um, and he is utterly convinced that he's a Khajiit. And like, if you talk to him, he, <laughs> That's great. he, if you talk to him, he asks you, he's like, don't you love my tail? <laughs> and if you say like, why? Yes, I do. <laughs> then he, he's very visibly like, well, I guess not visibly, but he's more one, but he says, Oh, well, like, thank you. That makes me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and then like, if you have moon sugar, there's like a random encounter where if you have moon sugar, he'll tell you about a little gift that he left you under his pillow. And it's, it's this legendary like gauntlet. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, that's that's the stuff. That okay. So there is a reason why I, I love I love Bethesda games. I'm a big fan of a, a lot of their properties. I I talk about Fallout a lot. I love Fallout. There's I have a place in my heart for the Elder Scrolls games that I don't think Fallout will ever quite match and this kind of wacky stuff happens in fallout 2 for sure like fallout's full of wackiness right but it's this like running into a talking scamp and an orc who thinks it's he's a khajiit and then you know like the there's something about the fantasy world of just like that stuff happening in a way that i don't know it's just compelling to me well, especially when it relates to some of the Daedric princes who really kind of bend the fourth wall almost yeah, sometimes, yeah. where it's like they almost make reference to like more than just the game. Like they start referring to the game in certain points and stuff like that, which is a unique situation that the fantasy game has as opposed to more of the science fiction version of fallout type of deal mm -hmm. yeah the only the only thing close to that in something like fallout would be uh things alluding to this idea that we are all in a vault experiencing this together and it's not actually happening for real like oh, there's some yeah, of yeah, yeah. that but that's about the closest thing you get to like breaking a fourth wall in fallout but it happens all the time in elder scrolls one of the things i wanted to bring up in this episode is everybody's favorite uh everybody's favorite liar mike um <laughs> and and speaking about breaking the fourth wall like that is a character who is from the ground up every time he shows up designed to um some people believe break the fourth wall some people believe uh is integrated into the story because he's actually Lorcan wandering right. the world um so it doesn't actually break the fourth wall it's just the perspective of a you know very powerful deity who is now beyond existence in some way um sure but, uh, you know, a lot of people would say, well, no, he's just kind of the voice of the developers kind of throwing in these little these little nuggets. Do you guys do you guys have any uh, we should do an episode on Mike? I've been meaning to do that. This is something we should. Yeah, do. there's a lot. There's a um, lot there. But do you guys have like a, a, a place in your hearts for Mike the liar? Yeah, I, <laughs> yes. I do. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and let me tell you why. <laughs> um, so I remember the first time that I noticed that he was really even like, you know, he exists was uh -huh. I remember like an Oblivion or Skyrim. And I was like, wait a second. I've totally seen this guy before. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so that's usually did, how like, it happens. You go, yeah. wait a minute. Didn't I run into this guy in the other game? Hey, yeah, like I know yeah. this is familiar. <laughs> like, yeah. who is this seedy guy <laughs> right. just hanging out? And uh, I remember I was like, I think I was messing around with console commands on on Skyrim, and uh, there he was just getting chased by like some trolls. <laughs> like, <laughs> some troll. <laughs> it was pretty funny. 
I um so there's there's kind of two things. One is recent as I've been like achievement farming in ESO and one of the achievements is finding my eek in all of the I believe it's 17 base game zones. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, he he actually will appear in every zone on a set pattern. But the pat like there there's a certain amount of waypoints that he could be at in each zone, but it's randomly picked which waypoint he could be at mm-hmm. and he will just be wandering around doing his own thing and if you can find him in all of uh the zones you get the achievement be like my eek um so yeah. i just managed to do that like a little while ago so it's kind of neat to you know find him in eso but the weirdest thing that i have that i like about my eek and it's super speaking of fourth wall breaking you need to console command to do this <laughs> there's no way to do this like legit but have you guys ever seen where Mike is placed when he's not roaming the wastes of Skyrim? No, no, no. He is in a box. <laughs> there is a programmed square. It is made out of cobblestone and he is just standing in it. And it's just this creepy square. I, you can probably look it up on YouTube, but he's just hanging out there and periodically he will be picked up and he will be dropped into the world to start roaming around, which you can potentially find him. And then he goes back to his box. So, yeah, that sounds like a like a requirement for the engine in order to keep him it, yes, in active exactly. memory or whatever. In active yeah, memory, exactly. Right. But it's just funny because if you look at it, he looks like he's in his own little prison cell yeah. and it's just like really depressing because he just like stands there and like if you watch him he just kind of like walks around in his cell <laughs> until <laughs> until he's Aww. just allowed to enter skyrim again i was like Aww. oh man poor my right. until the sucks. gods deem that he's able to be placed back into the world right. yeah Mike yeah. doesn't sleep he waits no he doesn't sleep right <laughs> Maybe that's why his uh, comments are so profound. He has all this time, like, alone in solitary (laughs) box, just thinking about things. Years of meditation. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just creepy. And that's, like, for some reason, that's always what I think of now. Once I saw that, that's the first thing I think of was Mike is his poor little chamber that he's just placed in until he's deemed worthy to go back to Skyrim again for a while. Poor guy. They, like slide some cat food under the, <laughs> under the door. <laughs> they just keep them skumed, skumed up right. until. Skumed up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's got to be a phrase for that. I mean, hi, I guess would be it. But. <laughs> so here's some moon sugar. Knock yourself out. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so Lotus, do you have a favorite NPC? So. I've got kind of two, one of which is really obvious um, to most anybody who knows me. Um, Hermaeus Mora is like my favorite character in pretty much all of fiction. I think that <laughs> wow, he, she, it glob thing is like the coolest. I, I love. <laughs> Why Hermaeus not Hermaeus Mora? Yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. Right. My first appearance on the show and we got a shirt made out of the, mm-hmm, <laughs> the mm-hmm. joke. That's still one of my favorite I, shirts on the store. I, I love mine. Um but yeah, I I love um, Hermaeus Mori. It's he's I just think he's such a cool character. Um, I always man the Dragonborn expansion to Skyrim was like everything I wanted all at once because I'm a huge Morrowind fan. That's my favorite game of all time. And then they were like, okay, well we're gonna give you this you know Soulstime expansion, so you're gonna get your Morrowind vibe back. And I was like, oh my god, this is exactly what I want. And they're like, also uh, the main protagonist that's joining you 
well, you're going to join forces with Hermes more. I was like, well, okay, I guess uh-huh. gaming complete. This is both of my favorite things all at once. Um, but he's probably just like my all around favorite, but referring back to Morrowind and stuff like that, um, the mud crab merchant, as opposed to the scamp merchant, yeah. I love the drunk mud crab merchant. He was <laughs> for the longest time, my favorite character in that game. Like the fact he has so much money, yeah. he's got 10 K which blows anybody else out of the water in that game. And then him just being drunk and stumbling around all the time was just very entertaining. And the thing I I'm very much, I don't like save scumming in, in games. I tend to like, just like, Oh man, if, if, something goes wrong i just need to deal with it not even Mm. for like role play reasons i just like to see how it plays out and i like to try my best to fix the situation especially if i caused it sure which in bethesda games can get weird because sometimes it can be out of your control and somebody spirals into the sun or something and it's like well that quest is going to be hard to complete (laughs) yes yeah true uh, (laughs) um but i used to use that mud crab merchant all the time. I'd, I'd make runs back when I played this, I would just accumulate all my crap and I would go there and I would just stack it up and I would sell it in bulk and I would sleep. And then I would wake up. So his inventory would be refreshed mm-hmm. and I'd dump off the rest of the stuff until my inventory was clear. And one of the times I slept, um, you get awakened or awoken when you get attacked so I was sleeping next to the mud crab merchant so that I would progress to the next day. Mm-hmm. And it said, you've been awoken, blah, 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 from a day droth. And I was like, what the, and I'm looking around and there's nothing here. And I look off to the side and the mud crab merchant is upside down. And the day droth is just like swinging wildly at it. It's and I'm like, Oh my God, no. So <laughs> I not, ran over my, to not it. my mud crab merchant. <laughs> yep. And no. he murdered my mud crab merchant, oh, no. which was the worst. So I took all the useless crap that I brought and Morrowind didn't have physics. You could just place items and they would just hover until you hit uh, memory limit. <laughs> which was surprisingly high. So I took all the crap that I brought to sell him and I built a, a giant grave site out of all the crap. I just kind of stacked it up. <laughs> like and a I trash a, mound I, in his I honor. And it, it was, it wasn't really a cross, but it was like, if you picture like a, an archway, it, it archwayed over the mud crab. And then I had like a little holy symbol, like oh. above built out of the garbage. And that's where I left him. I was just like, like well, yeah (laughs) so i just left him there and i was it was it was pretty crushing i i was pretty sad because i really that tempted me i was like oh maybe i could just save and go back but that's a great story and yeah i'm guilty of that i'm guilty of that in that exact scenario actually (laughs) (laughs) because like i would take a bunch of stuff to the mud crab merchant i'd sleep wait for his money to refresh yeah and then boom <laughs> like yeah. monster right in front of me and the crab's dead yeah and it's I'm oh, just thinking well wrenching. i'm gonna have to reload an earlier save this is up right because that is oh man that like my income was just done at that i mean granted i was a billionaire at that point because it was wildly yeah. irrelevant but yeah. they don't yeah, have and, points in video games i like collecting riches just for the sake of it <laughs> you're I like did. a dragon hoarding yeah. everything yeah, yeah. hoarding <laughs> all of my septums so yeah <laughs> in morrowind i did that exact thing on this recent playthrough, not not 16 years ago, I didn't 
the patience for that <laughs> back then. But I did that. I, I hoarded so much gold from the mud crab merchant and in, in, in Morrowind, it's not so clear cut and dry how you can get a house, um, but no. you can get a house. Yeah, not at all. If you progress through one of the main three uh, great houses uh, missions, they give you a stronghold, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. It's a cool. Concept. That's awesome. I love the um, one. Yeah, the Telvani one is really cool. Um, I went Redoran, this mm-hmm. this character, uh, just because I think when it comes to Morrowind lore, the Redoran are kind of like this. I don't I don't want to say all American because you know America doesn't exist. Sure, <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> but, you, you, but you know what <laughs> I mean. Patriotic like, to, like a, this, to a country yeah. that exists in another reality. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> they're like this this classic, you know, like very like warrior spirit type of house. So I went I went with that, and then I have this stronghold, and I have all this gold, and I think Morrowind is one of like the few Elder Scrolls games where you can drop gold on the ground. Mm-hmm. And it's a physical item. No. Yeah. And so I turned it into like a version of Scrooge McDuck, you know, <laughs> like jump, <laughs> jumping into the tub full of gold. That's awesome. And so every time I go back into the, you know, the stronghold, I'm like, oh, I'm so rich. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just go swim in my gold pool. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. Yeah, I I obviously have not jumped into Morrowind enough to experience this stuff, but it's becoming more and more appealing now. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is ama- for a game that outdated, you can it's both got its drawbacks because of its age, but also you can do some weird stuff. Like not having fit like it's been so long since games kind of didn't involve physics. Yeah. You can just build structures in that game. Like it was pre, you know, construction and, uh, you know, camp building and all that stuff that they have in their games now, which is awesome. But back then it was just like, okay, I need to b- make myself a shelter. I know. I'll just kill a bunch of Halalu guards and I'll use all their helmets and I'll just build myself a hut. <laughs> I thought you were going to say bodies. Roll away. <laughs> just put, yeah, put, just like, put their bodies into them. some sort of like, like exactly. dome to yeah. protect you. So- stack them up and it's like all right i live here now this is where i live <laughs> this is my house made out of bodies i would do it with cliff racers just because oh of my god the cliff racers. <laughs> yeah uh, i hear they're pretty terrible <laughs> Ugh, the Ugh. sound the yeah. sound effect <laughs> yeah I ptsd from that uh-huh so some of these stories remind me of just the wackiness of um and i know we were, we were not going to talk uh, companions but the, i have to I have to bring up stories of companions how many times in skyrim would you be on some adventure deep in a dungeon and then turn around and realize that your companions no longer with you oh yeah <laughs> and you yeah. probably accidentally murdered them with like a fireball or something yeah and, and like you know right. at the beginning of the dungeon and right like three hours ago <laughs> right and there's I never triggered the trap and they've been stapled to a wall for 45 minutes it's like whoops <laughs> right yeah one of my favorite stories um from just reading people posting stuff on reddit years ago was somebody who um they i don't remember what the specific details were or which which npc it was but they had extremely bonded with this npc this was their this was their companion of choice they had this own their own headcanon and story for like why they were on these adventures together and what their relationship was and these kinds of things and lo and behold they accidentally murdered them 
And I guess something happened with the game where they couldn't load back to before it. So then they decided to drag the corpse of that person (laughs) (laughs) all the way back to the home city where they came from in order to give them like a burial, a proper burial. burial. So had spent like hours, not because you can't fast travel, you lose the body. Right. Right. Yeah. You lose the body. Yeah. Just, you know, using the physics in the game to drag (laughs) the corpse down, down, like they were up in some some mountain, you know, cave somewhere, all the way down a mountain, all the way back, you know, fighting things along the way to keep the body safe, and then, you know, take it back to the home where the person came from or whatever it was. That's I, so I, funny. I wish I could remember the details, but that's the kind of stuff that I is just like, it's just amazing. The fact that you can you can do that, but it also is really silly. You know, it's not like yeah, it's not like you're scooping up the body and holding it like you would a human body if you were carrying it while walking. Right, my you're, you're you're dragging it down the steps. And the yeah, physics are just flopping around. Ragdoll <laughs> physics in these games are ridiculous because it's just like oh, you know. I killed this skeever, and then the next thing you do is like, I'm going to pick up the skeever, and I'm going to knock all this stuff off the table right. with the skeever. Right. It's like you've got to buy like one piece of its haunch, and you're just flailing it around. Right. Like, or you uh, pick up a coin, and somehow that triggers the physics for everything else on the table, and everything else just moves. Yes. My favorite is- physics mishap is. Skyrim, I don't know if, if, if you both have the Hearthfire or if you mm-hmm. play the Hearthfire DLC. So mm-hmm. sometimes there's a glitch on Xbox anyway. I don't know if it's on other systems, but sometimes when you walk in, just as soon as you walk in, everything like explodes. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Everything goes off the table. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like the physics thinking. kicks in and then everything <laughs> conflicts with everything else. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. So I don't right. think- it, what the reasoning is, but I was always under the impression because I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like you go in and just everything explodes in all directions. <laughs> I think <laughs> based on like its load, I, this was just what I always was under the impression of based on the load order. It loaded in the items on the furniture, but then loaded the furniture. So mm. technically they're superimposed. And because <laughs> of the havoc engine, it's just like crap it's all there right now boom and it's just like stuff flies in all directions <laughs> welcome home that's great <laughs> that's great yeah bob just bob just mentioned in chat that he'll be here in 10 minutes um Perfect. so here let's let's bring it back around to other npcs i so i pulled up in anticipation of this i uh searched for just like best npcs in elder scrolls games and there's a list here in the top top tens website uh of best npcs in skyrim and i kind of just want to run down some of these with you guys and just get a sense of like what like from a one to a ten how would you vote this npc okay cool all right yeah, no, I'm down. Yeah. All right, and these are just these are just Skyrim. I couldn't find a big list including all of Elder Scrolls or Elder Scrolls Online or anything else like that. But just, just real quick, we'll run through some Skyrim ones. So um, we're gonna start start number ten. I'm gonna go to one. So we have uh, Legate. Is it Legate? Is that the pronunciation? Legate. 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 Oh, Legate. Yeah. Okay. Legate Rick. Do you remember Legate Rick? Legate Rick. R I K K E. Rick, yeah, Rick? Oh, oh, I think uh, her. I think technically her name is pronounced Ricka. Yeah, Ricka. Like, like, is it Ricka? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I know who you're talking about. So, what is it? A one to ten on? Yeah, just uh, do you remember? Do you care about this person? I, I, I Would you rate them as? I actually, from what I remember, if it's who I'm thinking of, I think she's actually pretty cool. I think she was yeah. one of my preferred Imperials. If it's who I'm thinking yeah, of, yeah, yeah. So here's the description, just just for everybody. Uh, Legate Ricka 
is the chief legate of the Imperial Legion under General Tullius. Rika is a Nord and believes strongly that Skyrim should be a part of the Empire. Um, I believe she's yep. the one you talked to at the beginning when you're yes when you're sentenced to be beheaded. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. 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 No, I like her. Uh, she's actually yeah. This is exactly who I thought of actually. Yep. I I, I was going to say I she's like a strong seven or an eight. She was actually one of the people that I really liked um, with the Empire because I'm big into the Empire as. Uh, Part of that, I, I don't believe Skyrim is for the Nords. Skyrim is for the Empire. Uh, <laughs> wow, so just, just planting yeah. that flag down right there. All right, Plant that flag down right, right now. All right. Skyrim is for Old the Imperials. Old Brick was a plant. <laughs> Old Brick was a thousand more plants. <laughs> oh Thank man, you? Now, we need to oh, have. Man. We need to have. An, maybe we should do this on the next one. Is have um, Empire versus uh, <laughs> controversial opinion? Yeah. Yeah. I was People could say, actually nope, eat it. And Bob's throwing up his hands actually because of yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, podcast. Yeah. 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 The, the Thalmor are propaganda. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> so, I, I would say it's all seven or an eight. She she was yeah. actually my one of my preferred uh characters in the Imperial Legion. I'd agree. I would also say probably seven or eight, just because I think her personality and like from a role play perspective mm-hmm. she fits into that story very well uh, i don't know really how to elaborate more than that but i think that it's fair. she just fits seamlessly into the narrative mm-hmm. like it doesn't seem like someone had a pet project and just threw her in you okay. know she yeah. fits in there yeah yep. so she was she was 10 on the list there are there are others obviously beyond 10 but she was given 10th place she seems okay. fitting. It seems right. like there's yeah. probably better ones, but sure, she seems sure. pretty pretty solid, right? Uh, so number nine, Mike the liar. Number oh, nine, man, NPC classic. classic. Yeah, we already man, talked about him. That's pretty low for an MP. I would have expected Mike to be higher than that. Yeah, so there, there's uh, there's eight more that are higher. So I, I was gonna say, well, okay, I would also have Mike rated pretty high because he's like. I'd be like offended if there was an Elder Scrolls game without Mike now that he's been established. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, For sure. That but his, your interactions with him are very limited. He doesn't really play into a major storyline. Um, you know, somebody like uh, Rika is yeah. part of, you know, the, one of the main forces in the game. You know, there's, there's yeah, a little he, bit more story going on on that side of things. It, yeah. It's just, he's so iconic at this point. So I man, I would I would have him as like a like a nine because he's just super super meaningful to just the series in general. Yeah, Kung Fu. What do you think? Yeah, I I would tend to agree. Uh, I think there are certainly characters that I think are are better as in more important, maybe. But mm-hmm. I think he's very iconic to the Elder Scrolls. Yeah, uh, that kind of humor uh, certainly. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to number eight here. They have listed, uh, and, and again, pronunciations, Mjol, Mjol, M-J-O-L-L, the lioness. Oh, oh, Mjol, Mjol the lioness. Mjol, is that? Yep. Um, so for reminder, uh, a Nord warrior, she traveled ta- uh, Tamriel exclusively and claims to be experienced and well-traveled as one can be. She and Aaron may be found in the Bee and Barb Inn wandering around Riften or in Aaron's house at night. She's, you know, very Nordy, has the blue face paint. Yeah, super Nordy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I remember her because I'm actually checking these people right just in case I don't remember them. I sure, remember her, sure. and I for some reason I remember wanting to like her more than I actually did. I actually, unless I'm mistaken, I think I actually sacrificed her to the uh, the you know you get a follower to go to the uh, post uh-huh. uh, for Boethius proving. Yeah, that yes. that did. I, yeah, I think I I think I hired her and put her on that. Oh so. wow. Right. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think she made. I, I I feel like her dialogue annoyed me or something. I because I remember thinking she was going to be really cool, and then shortly thereafter being like, "Yeah, all right, we're all set here. We're we're done." Hmm. Okay. Kung Fu. Any thoughts on that one? Um. Not really. I'm not too familiar. Not too familiar. Yeah. So, some of these yeah. things are you know like either you played through those quests and you ran into that person or you didn't you know so mm-hmm. or they were just somebody in the background and you never paid attention to them. So, um. Yeah. I don't have a huge recollection of what she was about. Um. It says here that you know, I mean she's a potential marriage candidate. Uh. There oh, were. Right. Yeah. She was very much against the thieves guild. Um. She can be recruited into the blades. So oh, interesting. Yeah, there's some interesting wow, things really? you can you can do with her as a huh. character, which is cool maybe because maybe you go back and play it. And, well, yeah, and, and yeah. Because I just I I don't remember her being as interesting as I thought she looked like she would be. Mm-hmm. Well, with the like Braveheart style face paint. Right, right. So number seven, we have Serana, and this is obviously a companion NPC, but yeah, we're talking NPCs in general at this point. So, what do you think about Serana? She, um, reminder, she was the vampire lady who you um, meet at the beginning of the expansion with all the I, vampire I stuff. I thought kind of um, even if her storyline was like a little bit of a trope, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even if it was a little bit cliche or trite. I thought she was a great companion. Yep. Um, you know, like any companion, you get sick of hearing the same dialogue lines in the, in the background <laughs> after Carry a while. your burdens. But, yeah. But, but, her, but yeah. she, uh, she was pretty cool. Uh, I would, yeah, I'd rate her a nine. Yeah. I, I liked Serana as well. Um, partly for the meme value of anything I would kill, she would resurrect it no matter how inconvenient. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, that was always pretty funny or it's, I tend to never play mages. So I'm up in combat like sword and shield or dual wielding or, and she's just whipping ice bolts at the back of my head. And I'm like, okay, seriously, like, yeah. just a little better direction. But I, I, I like Serana, obviously not as much as some of the creepy fandom around Serana, but that's yeah. Welcome to the yeah, internet. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. Welcome to the internet. But no, I actually thought she was a pretty cool and her story is dark. Like, yeah, I, yeah. People, people like to, you know, latch on to different parts of this series for various things but and and a lot of people like the the vampire situation that's that's going on even in ESO right now but it's like man the concept behind vampires in elder schools is dark and if you talk to her about her creation it's like they cut it off because they didn't want like obviously an AO rating but it was like ugh this yeah. is grisly yeah. <laughs> so she, she, I thought she had like a, it, it, like, like you said, uh, it, it is kind of tropey, but I thought it was like a good tropey. Like they did a good job yeah. with it. Yeah. She was also a, a bridge to identifying with the vampires mm-hmm. potentially as more than just bad guys. Yes. And seeing Hawk them as equals bad. Yeah. Seeing them as people. Yeah, she humanized them. Right. Yep, certainly. Very much so. She, she definitely humanized them. Yeah. And I think that was smart. 
All right. Any other thoughts on her? No. All right. Uh, let's see. We're She's number. freaking awesome. She's freaking. Bob's here. Bob, you're welcome to join us on camera, dude. Hey, Bob. I am going to pass on camera this time. That's fine. That's Disheveled. fine. So I'm my post work self, you know. Yeah. Welcome to the show. So we're we're running through. Uh, I found a list of top ten Skyrim NPCs, and we're kind of running through, kind of just giving them our own ratings and seeing if they make sense in the in the places they were placed. Uh, we're okay. up to seven. So uh, ten was Legate Rika. If you remember her, she was the um, one of the. Um, you know, I I was listening on my way home, and I was like, yeah, I have no idea. Who yeah, would you don't remember. <laughs> right. I remembered the Tullius, but I was like, uh, Rick, no. Yeah, Tullius was. Uh, he's the voice actor, the guy that was on Battlestar. Um, oh, he was recently. He was recently in the news. Uh, the the older guy with the gray hair. I forget his name. The actor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, he was also in New Vegas. He's the doctor that you meet at the beginning of New Vegas. Same same actor. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I didn't know that. Yep. yep. That's probably why it sounded familiar. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Same guy. Um, so 10 was 10 was Legate Rica. Nine was Mike the liar. Eight was uh, Mule the lioness. And then we were up to Serana. So number six on this list is Jarl Ulfric Stormcloak. Did you guys play it? Yeah, do you, <laughs> I can't get over it. I mean, I guess you probably either have like he's one of those guys that, like modern politicians, you either love or hate. <laughs> I like to dislike him, so <laughs> he, he he was he makes in, a good character for me to not want to support. Mm. Right, and I feel like especially now in today's atmosphere, if you go back and play Skyrim and you listen to some of the things that he's saying. This guy is a nationalist <laughs> and it's, it's pretty hard to like, you know, really identify with him because he's, I mean, he's very exclusive by nature. The storm cloaks are like, you know, only the Nords are allowed here. <laughs> and then, but beyond that, I mean, I knew there was a reason why I didn't like him from a story perspective mm-hmm. um, for most of the game. And then like, I think you can find it when you go through some Thalmor documents at the embassy, right? You can find that he actually was in correspondence with Thalmor. Yeah, with, without obviously going. Super this needs to be another episode in the future. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But yes, he he was captured after a pretty humiliating defeat, if I remember correctly, and uh, yeah, basically, it almost seemed like he was overcompensating by trying to be like, no, we we need to, I need to make something of myself because I got embarrassed before. Type of deal was what I always took it as. And then there's also what you were mentioned. There's the chance that it's like, okay, well, was he also planted there? Because I'm not mm. going to lie, causing civil war there really just undermining both opposing factions to the Thalmor and the Dominion. It's like, ugh, gross. Yeah, and we kind of talked about right. this a little bit with the with the Reachmen recently too. Right. Um, and the question is, was he accepting foreign interference <laughs> to help the <this> yeah. campaign? <laughs> but from a not story perspective. Like from a breaking the fourth wall perspective uh-huh. for Ulfric, uh-huh. I thought his character was too static. I just I right. didn't like. I mean, the writing is the writing, and I I can't do better than that. So I'm not going to criticize that. But I thought he was too static, and I just thought he wasn't relatable. He wasn't really compelling as an antagonist mm. if you chose the Empire side. But if you didn't, if you chose Stormcloak, because I, I played both, he wasn't really compelling as a protagonist either. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. 
Um, so in in chat, uh, Net CWC says uh, Ulfric was kind of a Scottish rebel vibe, Jacobites or William yeah, Wallace. Yeah, Jacobites are like a William yeah. Wallace. Yeah, ki- kind of. Yeah, interesting. Um, it's uh, true, by the way, that- chat. Uh, if you guys have any other NPCs that you think we should be calling out at the end of the episode, feel free to throw them in there, and we'll I'll try to pull them up as we get to the end of the end of the show. Um, so, at, at, would you consider this too high on the list for being six? I would. Too yeah. much credit. I mean, I mean obviously, he, he's an important character, but he's an important he character. Is. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, that doesn't necessarily mean he's a good but, character, right? I, I like I said, I I think he makes like a a good like okay, he could be a solid enemy, or I guess if you are in favor of that, that's fine. Like, but yeah, he, he just. There's no way I would place him above my eek. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, like, I agree. Specifically, yeah, no it's I like agree. that's yeah, that seems weird to me. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. Um and this one I'm curious to hear your thoughts on. Number 5, Ayla the Huntress. And here's my question here. Badass and awesome character or eh, the internet just thinks she's hot. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Or maybe just a little bit of both. <laughs> I feel like I it's both. Say, I, yeah. yeah, she's yeah. she's super cool, but like, yeah, again, it's the internet. What what rule is it? Rule thirteen or 34. rule thirty four yeah. or something? Yeah. I have no idea. Whatever number rule it. But yeah, that aside, I, she's cool. But she was never like somebody I cared that that much about personally. It's the Fighters Guild wasn't super my th- or uh, the companions. The companions, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you know, oh, yeah. My mistake. They are kind of just the replacement for the Fighters Guild Correct. in Skyrim. Right. Yeah, so. they're the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah she she never really. She kind of just blended into the group for for me, but she she seemed like a cool enough character. Yeah, I thought she was cool, but I think probably my aversion to the companions was like enough to make me think that she's not that awesome Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. bob do you have any thoughts um you know on alas in like specifically not really but on the fact of the fighters guild and the companions (laughs) you know dog called me out on the last episode because i said the fighters guild of skyrim (laughs) it's not it's not exactly what it is it kind of it kind of is is. you know know. (laughs) yeah i I mean if you want to get all technical it's technically not but oh, of course, yeah, no, it is definitely is. not, but it kind of <laughs> is still kind of, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm not pointing fingers at killing rats or not killing rats for one of your intro quests, but I'm just saying they have one strong similarity and it involves rats for your intro yeah. quests. Uh-huh. And like, okay. I don't, I don't mean to pull it back to Morrowind again, but I was surprised about the fighters field Morrowind that it is so different than the fighters guild in oblivion and the companions where the companions in skyrim and the the fighters guild and oblivion yeah they're like mercenaries but they're not that sketchy right (laughs) yeah 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 they're very sketchy yeah (laughs) well they are everything much of a everything in morrowind is pretty sketchy (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a fair that's a fair point (laughs) there's so much of the unreliable thing going on mm-hmm. with the quest givers in Morrowind for the Fighters Guild that if you go to other Fighters Guild quest givers, there's multiple, sometimes they'll tell you to not even listen to that quest because it's not legit. Yeah. 
that's yeah, cool. That's cool. Mor- Morrowind is very unique. That that is definitely, I think, game design of a different era, where they put tons and tons of effort and writing into things they expected you not to find. It's like, no, you're going to find this or you're going to find this. Unless you play this multiple times, you're not finding both of these. And that's not yeah, super yeah. a thing because that's so many resources like spent on things. You're like, yeah, there's just this random cave and it's going to have this neat little snippet. And it's just like, okay, well, how many people are going to go in that cave? Most people don't even finish games, let alone just arbitrarily explore this cave next to this rock. Right. And I'm a completionist, so that drives me up a wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 It's a very different philosophy to game design now, for sure. Um, okay. So maybe Ale is a little too high on the list. I think it's kind I, of what we're getting yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. I, would, yeah. I would bump All right. her down. So, number four, I think he's another one of those love him or hate him characters Cicero. Oh, I hate Cicero. But don't you just love to hate him? Isn't he oh just terrible God. in a I like definitely oh. enjoyed hating him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the way the way he talks like a almost like a Joker knockoff. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he do this much. with his voice. And then he's oh, oh the so night crazy. mother. Yeah. <laughs> that thing. Mother. Yeah. Mother. Oh. Oh, he would like that the whole time. The yeah. whole time, dude. Yeah, the whole time. I was very shocked to find out that when our daughter played through that, that was her favorite companion. I was like, no wait, way. what? Oh, you kept really? him with you? And she was like, oh, I just love his, his dialogue. And I was like, you are insane. Oh, wow. No, I would have that behind like townsperson number three in Daggerfall. Like they couldn't be farther down on my list. <laughs> I actually like him from. <laughs> we got a couple people that seem so, like that like. I actually Cicero. like him from the fact, like, just because he's so out there. <laughs> he's so he out there, and he's memorable. He's oh, yeah. super he's memorable. Oh yeah. Um, I think that's like. Don't get me wrong. I would ne- if he were, or if I were in the game, I would <laughs> never want to spend more than thirty seconds alone with him. <laughs> right <For sure. laughs> even maybe three seconds actually but you know he's still uh so out there and the writing for him is so good and the voice acting is also just amazing right um mm-hmm. that i think he's indispensable as a character his um his journal when he was uh on the uh, the trip to the area mm-hmm. is super neat because it's just like, you know, day whatever and then day whatever. And that's how it, it does jumps in days the way they write books. And that that's the thing is like uh, his descent into madness in his own journal. If you read it is really amusing because he starts totally normal. And by the time he's reaching Skyrim, it's like, wow, this dude has no semblance of sanity whatsoever left. <laughs> I was going to say that it was like, you know, it was so, so tragic. And you're like, it's very amusing. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> They're the same thing. They're just two two sides of the same coin, right? Just, Comedically I, tragic, I guess. Right. Yeah. So he's like one of those theater clowns. He's crying, but he's also a clown or whatever it is. Right, right. You laugh because he's sad. 
<laughs> oh, dark humor. All right. Well, hey, tell you what, we're gonna we're all, we're up to the, the top three here, and then I also want to give Bob some chance at the end to kind of share any of his favorite NPCs that he wants to call out. But um, let's let's quickly do the middle of the show in order to do that thing. And uh, because this is a, a not a normal episode, we have a dragon sound all of a sudden. Skies are marked with numberless sparks, each a fire, and every one a sign. Ahoy there, ye landlubbers. Avast, my name is Captain Logan, and I'll be your guide out on the Sea of Thieves. If you love the idea of stealing treasure, cutting down cursed skeletons, fighting off krakens, and raiding forts filled to the brim with shinies, then Sea of Thieves is the game for you. Join me each week as I dive into the news and bring back the nuggets of information that any sailor worth their weight in salt would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhauled, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. Well, thank you guys for joining us again for the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. And thank you to our patrons, not just the ones who can join us on this episode today, but all of our patrons who help support the show. It really means a lot. And it helps me get closer and closer and closer to making this a full-time thing. So if that's something that you would like to consider doing in order to make sure that I can keep doing the show, then please check out patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast and check out all the different tiers and the kinds of things that you can get for them, including ad-free episodes and tier four members are able to join us at the end of every month in order to come chat with me and Lotus about all this fun stuff that we love so much. So go check that out. Also, this show is brought to you by our network sponsors, including um, sponsors like uh, audiobooks.com, where you can get three free audiobooks just for clicking the link in the show notes and signing up and, and you can pick out whatever books you want. And Lotus and I have talked about this on previous episodes. There's lots of good stuff. Pretty much everything we've looked up is on there. So if you're into audiobooks, if you're into listening stuff while in the car, or working out or at work or whatever go check that out it's really easy to get set up get your books and you don't even have to pay anything so easy peasy all right let's get back to the rest of the show yes yes you're entirely brilliant conquering madness and all that blah 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 man that um that dialogue right there was perfectly timed because Sheogorath is number three on our list. <laughs> so I, I'm sure this is probably was probably in the back of your minds when you're thinking about this, like who's going to be in the top three. Do you think Sheogorath is worth being in the top three? As a Skyrim character? I don't know. Yeah, as a Skyrim character, I, I agree. He doesn't belong in the top three, but if we were talking about Oblivion. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he has an entire expansion based around yeah. him and the stuff going on in Oblivion. So obviously that's uh, a much bigger piece of his lore and his character. But you, you, you don't think there's enough in Skyrim to make him a top three character? I mean, there's that like interesting theory of how the, you know, hero of Kvatch, um could like technically mantle Shagora. So mm-hmm. like, it, are you talking to the hero of Kvatch and like, yeah. Skyrim as Shagora? So that like, 
in itself is a very interesting thing. I don't know if it gives it like I personally I don't even think I remember Shogar's quest in Skyrim. So ugh. Oh you it's definitely you get the Wabajack. You yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, I remember the Wabajack. Glagius's self where he's got yes. self doubt and you're in that weird realm and you've got to fight the there's the little version of him fighting the big version. You have to keep mm-hmm. wabajacking him. Okay, making... yeah, that sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah, <laughs> wabajacking. That sounds dirty. Look, <laughs> 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 it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. I don't make the rules. Uh, <laughs> what do you want to do, Tony, tonight? What do you want to do? <laughs> Maybe we have some wabajacking. <laughs> oh, honey. Mm, spicy. Um, uh, so, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in the mood. I just yeah. want to watch my shows. <laughs> so, I um, this is going to be a spicy take. I, I think Shiagorath is like hyper overrated. Um, I like his character, but like the meme value of him is really what puts him as like so many people's favorites. The thing with the cheese and all the. Um, yeah. Yeah, and um, and he's wacky and crazy, like Cicero's wacky and crazy, or like so, it, it makes him stand yeah. out, right? But in in Skyrim, to to your point, it's it's not nearly as memorable as he was in Oblivion with his Shivering Isles expansion and that whole story with the Grey March. I thought was really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, being the Skuma Cat is kind of his 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 bits of being the Skuma Cat in uh, the Elsewhere expansion was kind of interesting in ESO. But um, honestly, I that was think pure I, gold. Yeah that that was that was pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie, especially with the like without spoiling it, it involves a ball of yarn, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my favorite, and this is gonna be like super esoteric, as like 40 people probably have the the <laughs> Legends card game story with him. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Probably the best version of it. I didn't play through that. Yeah. I've played I, through I, not, parts of it. Have you? He's not funny. It's the insane side of him ah, for a change. And right. it's sinister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's like yeah. really dark, really fast. It was like, good Lord, this is not the goofy, jovial version of him. It's like, oh, you're you're actually nuts. Like, yikes. Well, he's, he says things that are crazy, but rarely in the mainline games do you actually see him follow through with them. So he'll right. say it things like, wacky, thing. wacky thing, and then he'll go into his dark face and he'll go, or I'll just tear all the flesh from your body. Right. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that got really dark. But then yeah. you come to learn that, like, hmm, he's not really going to do that stuff. Things are going to work out right. for you in this world. And so he, he seems like he's all talk. Right. right. And Oh, cheese joke again. But but, mm-hmm. yeah, that side of him I, is if that shows up more in the games, like would make things balance out a little bit more. And then then there's the that feeling of nervousness when you talk to him about like this. I don't know if I should laugh or if I should run away. This is actually <laughs> frightening because right. there is a very good chance he's going to try to skin me alive. You know, like, yes. Um, and that's much more shown in the legend storyline, which is. Well, I kind of like that because it was the 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 darker side of that insanity. I mean, if you read some of the books, like the accounts of madness and stuff like that, some of those stories is like, okay, this dude is messed up, and that's not portrayed the same way that it is in the games. Usually, they go with the more jokey atmosphere than the crazy atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just as I know, the artwork in Legends, is oh yeah, just amazing. <laughs> Yeah, him on, on what is it on a throne, like holding the uh, mm-hmm. 
Is that a Wabajack? Or he's holding something in his hand. Uh, a skull. He looks like so, the, the Leoric pose from Shakespeare. Um, this is pretty off topic. Well, actually not because it relates to the art, but it's it's one of the few things that I always love to bring up is um, I actually can put it in chat for anybody who's here as well as um, if you ever see my profile pictures on things, um, all of my channel artwork uh, for my Twitch was done by one of the Legends artists, actually. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, he, he actually was under NDA when I asked him to do it. So he just was like, oh, yeah, I totally can do this. And I was like, oh, great. Like, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been practicing a lot, but he couldn't say why. And then after Legends launched, he was like, yeah, so this is my card. This is my UI edition. I was like, dude, that's amazing. He's like, yeah, why do you think I'm so adept at drawing Hermes more? I had to do it like thousands of times. <laughs> I'm like, oh. oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so probably a little too high on this list for Skyrim specifically. <laughs> yeah, for Skyrim yeah, specifically. For Skyrim. I'd say that's his weakest entry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here we are, number two, Jarl Bal- Balgriff. The um, Jarl of, uh, what is it, Whiterun? Yep, Jarl of Whiterun yeah. with yep. the dancing gift. Yeah, everyone sit Every like day. sit like a Jarl. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, every All the time, time I, I All think of, of Jarl Balgriff, I think of the game Poops those uh, videos if you guys have ever seen them they're really funny yep yeah i know what you're talking about so yeah he's he's pretty great i mean he is what i think of when i'm thinking of jarls in in skyrim yeah traditionally he's the first one you meet he's the yeah he's the first one you meet and it's just like yeah you are like the template for what i expect from this right and what is with the jarl sitting pose all of them do it it's the same exact (laughs) sit it's the like lean back you know? it's, a, it's a powerful you know, yep. it's, way yeah. to say it. Right. Everyone it's else sits up. Like everybody else sits on a chair and they do like the sitting up thing yeah. with a straight back and they're sitting there and they're looking at each other like they're in a board meeting and they don't want to be called out. You know? Yeah. But like the Yarls like are the ones who are like super relaxed. Right. They're like Bender from Breakfast Club. <laughs> yeah. So do you think he deserves a number two? No, I don't think. He, I, I mean, he he's pretty cool as a Jarl, but I, I mean, like, I don't know if I'd put him as number two. Like, what like, number was Serana? Like, yeah, yeah Serana was seven. Like, yeah, man. like no, she wow. should she should be up the list. Yeah, I, yeah, I Gloria could probably drop. We could probably switch Sugar to Serana. I mean, yeah, the Jarl yeah, group. I mean, like he is like a staple of skyrim like lotus was saying like yeah yeah i could see top five but not two when you think yarl you think him like that's the image boom Mm -hmm. he's very definitive of uh like the mood of the world um Mm -hmm. he ties into the main quest line the stuff that happens at whiterun um he's one of the first uh powerful people to acknowledge your importance in the in the main quest line He's got he's got important roles, right? Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, yeah, maybe he goes down a little bit too. Maybe Mike moves up a little bit. Um Yeah, yeah Mike Serana. and Serana, I feel like at the short end of this list here right now. They they're the two notable ones and I'm like, yeah, they, we brought them up way too early. Right. Right. All right. So, number 1, we're all the way at, at number 1 and I think maybe this one makes sense. Parthenax. Okay, yes. Yeah. 
he he's awesome yeah yeah i mean we're yeah. talking badass yeah. dragon dude who is obviously key to the story so um, i gotta ask did did anyone choose to kill him i was gonna ask the same thing oh. you are oh. a monster <laughs> absolutely not. right like you know nothing against you if you did but we're also not going to be friends yeah exactly <laughs> so right. not you. in my first playthrough you, you do it just to see yeah. what it was oh I yeah yeah i mean yeah i was the like when i play skyrim it, it was like i have to do every little possible scenario of everything <laughs> so and then you know of course the game usually doesn't let you do that because it will break at some point so That's you know valid. you just got to keep your fingers crossed but yeah. i definitely remember killing parthenax at some point but i remember the first time being like man i kind of feel like i should but i'm torn and i'm not going to yeah i like the blades but their their dedication to like all right cool he helped us now let's kill him i'm like yo that was a weird change of opinion here real quick like <laughs> right i think we would have won this last fight if it wasn't for why do we, why do we need to turn him into a rug that seems weird so yeah also he'd be a really stiff rug yeah i i, I not very can't soft. imagine he'd be very absorbent either <laughs> no no you'd stub your toe on him when you walk through the living room yeah. you'd be like ow dragon scales ow dragon scales good as a rug so like really you're just killing him to be a jerk yeah yeah pretty much um so he also has the quote about uh um overcoming your own nature is it better to be born good or over isn't it something like that do you know what i'm talking about yeah, it sounds uh, yes. vaguely familiar. Yeah, um, that's like one of the yeah, most famous to, quotes. I was going to say I can't remember the exact wording of it, but yeah, is, right. it, is it better to for it right now. be born good or overcome your uh, your evil nature, nature through and, through years yeah. of of effort or something yeah. something like that? So yep. it, it, the equivalent is something like that. Like which is better? And the the idea here is like, no, that's actually pretty awesome. Like like yeah. you you were born evil. And you decided to shed that and make yourself something that you originally didn't begin as, um, which I think is inspirational. You know, like, I mean, human, none of us are born evil as humans. It's not like we live in a, a black and white universe where good, there's good people and bad people, but we're all born human, right? With our limitations and, you know, the difficulties of the, you know, our upbringing and the situations that we we're born into and the things that we're taught as children or modeled by our parents as children, whether those things are good or bad. And then we all have our own struggles and to be able to overcome those struggles through great effort. I think it's a great effort. Yeah. Isn't there something? Yeah. The actual quote was, what is better to be born? Don't put an ad on my screen. I will destroy you. Uh, what is better to be born good or to overcome your evil nature through great effort? Through great effort, right. Yeah. And I think that's I, I think that's a really deep thing. I mean, you know, go talk to Aramithius. There's a lot of interesting philosophy and, and things in these games. And I think that that's yeah. a really cool, really cool quote and a really yep. cool direction for a character. Cool. Um, plus, I just love how character development. He is. Yeah, he's he's just such a like zen character up there which i i love I, I, he's, he's so cool his his quote that that uh we were just talking about kind of reminds me and i'm not sure if this reference is gonna land or or go uh you know way off to the side and no one's gonna get it but at the end of a tale of two cities uh the ending quote i forget the character's name but he's the, he's the tax collector and he says you know it's a far far better thing that i do now than anything i've ever done and it's a far, far better rest that I go to now than any I've ever known. I know what you're talking about. And it's kind of like the completion of his arc, mm -hmm. which is redemption in and of itself. Right. You know, that right. he wasn't proud of his life, but now he's 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 doing something that he can finally be proud of. Yeah, and which gives him worth peace. something in the end. 
Nice. Yeah, that's I mean, awesome. That was like super inspirational and all that stuff that you guys were just talking about. <laughs> but <laughs> let me just, you know, tear all that apart. I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but I have lips and it doesn't make sense. I was sense under the impression that he was now. he was forced at first, right, to help by kind. Uh well, I I've had some debate on this. So he was like a, a pretty brutal uh like sub general. Yeah, he was killing. He was was hard. He was going hard, man. He was going hard. (laughs) He was going hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was. He was. The thing was, I I think of, I I don't remember whether it was like intervention that made him do it or if it kind of got to the point where it was like, okay, like what, what are we even doing here? And the like extreme lust for power that, uh, Alduin was having, I thought was starting to be like a turnoff to him or something like that. And then okay. it just kind of, he leaned in the other direction, but I, I don't, was there like a divine reason that he did it too? Yeah. This, I just don't remember. this needs to go on our list of things to dig oh, into. So we're sure. not, so we're not just like remembering no, things no, from five years ago, no, trying no, no, to go, it's is not this too what bad. This story it's not too bad. I looked it up <laughs> okay. and okay. All right. it's just like, it's the Nordic legend is that Kine intervened, but he claims okay. that it was Alduin's false claim of godhood. So it's kind of one of those like mm. who who really knows, okay. you know? So unreliable narrator version of what we literally just stumbled into through. <laughs> yeah, bro, don't kill Pretty these much. people. <laughs> right, yeah. Either way, Parthenax, along with several other dragons, betrayed their former master and taught mankind to use the thum. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, yeah, we should do an episode on dragons and all that stuff, too. That's, there's sure. so many things to talk about every every time yeah, we, sure. we go over this stuff. So, all right. So let's wrap this up. I think I think Parthenax is probably a solid number one. I, I'm fine with him being number one. That If you're going to pick yeah. somebody from that game to be number one. It, Outside of just, like, the Dragonborn yeah, himself. Me. I mean, right? <laughs> but, yeah. but, but he's not an NPC, right? This NPC, is an NPC. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. He is literally a PC. He is the PC. <laughs> the PC. <laughs> and he has all, whatever personality you give him because you're the one making the choices. So, <laughs> um, there, It's kind of funny. There's a few characters that I'm surprised. Like, I like Leggett Rickett, or how, however you mm-hmm. want to pronounce her, her name. Like, she's a cool character, but, like, really, we didn't get... Brynjolf up there, or or like yeah, Brynjolf yeah. is twelve. Like, uh, Hadver is eleven. Um, okay. Brynwen is thirteen. General Tolis is fourteen. Um, Gisargo sixteen. Farkas oh, is eighteen. Yeah, uh, there's. I mean, they're all in here. Astrid twenty four. Oh yeah, Astrid. Oh, Astrid's cool. Heimsker. <laughs> Heimsker, the the guy who's preaching about um, Talos in White Run. Oh, he's like standing guy, there yeah. preaching to everybody as he walked by oh my god i forgot about that dude yeah 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 so i mean these are all voted on so these are just the ones that people on the internet voted highest so gotcha <laughs> seems like voted was... serana that low oh my well, god what's the name of the uh the antagonist line but uh, antagonist in what you broke up college of uh winterhold oh um the the bad guy uh yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one who tries to take all the power. Yeah, um, I thought Artano? he was pretty good. Uh, Artano, killer. that was it. Yes, Artano. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was interesting. Um, no, even the old, the old wizard, the the guy yeah, that's the running the college. One. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, at this point, I think it's pretty universal in chat that we've started a Nazim rebellion where Nazim <laughs> and the Dark Brotherhood. Nazim is the one true king, says Crystal. <laughs> Crystal's always trying to find the thing to say that is going to be least popular in chat. And I think he found it. I think he found I it. Gonna say, this, this is going off real well because I'm all about Nazim's awesome. He, he's just got, oh man, he's a, he's a, I don't even like the Dark Brother. I, I had, there was a recent post on Twitter where, where it was like post, uh, what was it? I think I think you even responded how much you like the Dark Brotherhood, but it's like post an unpopular opinion. Oh and, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. I ripped on yeah. the Dark Brotherhood, but right. no ripping on Nazim. He's, no. he's cool. Astrid no ripping cool ripping on Nazim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So hey, you know what, Bob? We never got to uh, hear who your favorite NPC is, and this doesn't just have to be Skyrim. This is just the list that I happen to found to, to discuss. Um, but do you have a favorite NPC? It can be from Elder Scrolls Online. It can be from any of the other Elder Scrolls games. So I have a I have a few I'm going to toss in really quick and I will try to get not too spoilery. It is all ESO stuff. Um, two sets of NPCs very specifically um, from the Merkmire DLC. If you guys have ever done. Wow. Very specific storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, the two Argonians that you deal with throughout the entirety of it. Zucas and Jaxic Orn are just amazingly written both of them their stories are so awesome and it's really like i feel like that quest line in itself probably drags you into like those characters almost more than anything else in elder scrolls and and that could be saying a lot because some of the characters you're really with for a long time but yeah. Um, you know, like I said, trying not to get too, you know. Yeah, that's probably something a lot of people it. haven't played all the way yeah, through. Go, go play through I mean, it. I mean, if you really weird, want a, a glimpse into Argonian life and. Um, it is so well written. Like, it's yeah. really good. And um, you really get to see like, because, you know, when you think Argonians, it's like, oh, they're, they're Argonians over there. But when you get into it and you're like, oh, okay, so, you know, they have subcultures and all this different stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, you get to learn all about the Bright Throats and then you get to go and learn yeah. all about the uh, Deadwater tribe. Right. And, and the hatching just, and the connection to the Hiss. Oh, yeah. And all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Just super well written. And those two uh, in particular, you really just get a good um, relationship with and you get to, you know, do Mm -hmm. do some really cool stuff with. And then. um, So those two are really awesome. And these two, the next two are my probably my favorite, like these uh, characters stuck with me a lot. And Elder Scrolls Online, which is saying a lot because usually I'll like for me, I do stories and it's like it's in one year out the other year. You're like, this is taken away from my PvP time. (laughs) Exactly. I'm playing so much of the next like two months, like waiting for the next DLC. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like what happened in that last one? Crap. I got to remember. So uh, who's this really tall lady again with an axe? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So in Southern elsewhere, though, you get introduced to Zaji and Casca and those two Kaji are amazing. They are the reason trying to remember them. Zaji. I'm so bad with names. They are the pirates, man. They run the ship. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The pirate ones. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. You got the, uh, Centrot Casca. Who's just like, you know, always harping on everything Zaji does because he's just uh-huh. the screw up goofball captain of the ship. 
And uh, oh my god, those two car- characters resonated with me so much. Oh, those wacky and, guys, uh, they just crack me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's like you got the one guy who's just totally always screwing everything up, and Casca is always cleaning up after him, and she knows it too. And so, and she even tells him how stupid the stuff he's doing is sometimes. He's like, oh, I'm gonna do it anyways, man. I'm Zaji, this is what I do. <laughs> I'm Zaji, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, awesome. yeah, those I are some good love takes. those characters. Yeah. Yeah. Just to kind of support that, um, I actually was super lukewarm on Mark Meyer until I met Jaxic Orn and um, Zukas. Like that, mm-hmm. that literally, that went for me uh, one that I was like, oh, I'm really curious to see this region. And I was kind of like, okay, this is all right. Once their stories got going, I was like, wow, I love this DLC. And yeah. I stand by the fact that it's woefully under appreciated yeah i think there's just kind of an assumption that like uh, it's just going to be argonians and argonians are kind of one note you know and (laughs) you're just going to get a lot of this as you walk around talking to lizard people but there's i mean you're right there is a lot of really interesting character development there's um good characters there are characters that uh even just some of the the distinction between the argonians who grew up in the area and the ones who don't yeah like that stuff plays into it the culture like there's a lot going on in that in just that quest line for sure <laughs> Tuttle power in chat says argonians are not one note blasphemy <laughs> yeah no, that's that's my point is they're not but there's that i think that if you hadn't played through some of that stuff and you just see you know an occasional argonian in the town talking like this that that might be your assumption is that there's just not that much there but there really is Tuttle power huh i wonder who that could well, be yeah, that is. it's probably <laughs> a ninja turtle fan that's my guess most likely most likely um, um cool yeah well, guys this has been awesome uh the, the I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, we've gone pretty long. It's time to kind of wrap this up, but just as a last minute thing, because we kind of pulled things back to ESO, uh, mm-hmm. the other things that I were th- was thinking about was the main original quest line, those main characters, uh, you know, Lyris and, um, uh, how, well, the, uh, his name falls out of my ah names are falling out of my brain Sai Sahan, Sai Sahan and uh, Abner Tharn and Manny Marco and uh, do you guys have any thoughts on any of those main those main characters because they do reoccur throughout some of the expansions and um, in my opinion I think Manny Marco is actually a really cool villain uh, he's, oh yeah he starts out as a little you know, kind of like we mentioned on some of these other characters, a little rote, you know, like, oh, the high elf who thinks he's more powerful than everyone else and just wants to ascend to power, blah, 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 blah. But he shows up in, I mean, he shows up throughout the timeline in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. He carries many hats. He's constantly got an interesting scheme going on. He's trying to ascend to godhood. You know, like there's there's some cool stuff going on with him as a like major villain. Yeah, he, I, he tried to outdo the god of schemes. Right? Like, yeah, that's I mean, pretty high. God, that's <laughs> what yeah. are you thinking, dude? Like, come on, like the guy. That's a goal right there. He's, <laughs> yeah, it is certainly a goal. But I mean, when your entire existence is based around out scheming people, be like, you know who I'm gonna out scheme? <laughs> this guy. He's the one. I mean, you're setting the bar you. right there. You're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I can pull one over on Tharn. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? You know, I'm gonna take on Molek Ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh lot lofty goals aiming high as crystal king puts. aiming that's, high yeah 
I love Man and Marco because I've never heard uh, Abner Tharn be such a dog to anyone else. <laughs> like he's just a lab dog. He's like, "Oh, Man and Marco, don't don't hurt me!" And then he betrays him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm so cool, man. I was always gonna betray you." And Man and Marco's like, "Ah, oh, man, I don't care, dude." <laughs> <laughs> we need we need a retelling. We need the Bob's retelling of all the stories in ESO. That's what we should do. We we got to do a retelling, and we'll all just casually do it as if it's oh, a man. character. I don't you care, know? dude. I don't even I don't even care, man. I'm like this, fine, whatever. It's, it's cool, man. You, you guys go suck. You go, you go, you go over to your little cavern over there. You guys are in. <laughs> you guys are in. go back to your cave yeah <laughs> uh, so what do you guys think about any of the other uh companions i think very Aquilarius is probably the least popular of the group right yes um, um i i without spoiling anything i mean granted it's it's been out for a long time but i still won't spoil anything um i personally because of a choice i made in the main campaign think that sai sahan is the coolest which is um he's he's pretty cool yeah, he, cool he was. I, I, he didn't. I he, he, did, he didn't break. He. That's what I mean. It's like, man, that like, is hardcore. You are being tortured um, by Manny Marco, basically in oblivion. And well, it does does remind me? Does Molly Ball has got a hand in that? Yeah, he's oh, got yeah. a hand in that too, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. So right, okay, because that's that's before he betrays Molly Ball, and Molly Ball knows that he's scheming against him. Yeah, they were um, wabbajacking him for right. a long time. <laughs> they were, they were, and Abner Thorne is there at that point torturing him. Oh yeah, so. like so he's dealing with the, like the absolute worst torture you probably could be inflicted on a mortal, and he doesn't break. That's that's pretty badass. Yeah, that's why he he was out, out of the companions. He, I, I mean, Lyris is really cool too. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I like her character, but yeah, it's Sai Sahan was. I like was that my she's favorite. tough but reasonable. Yes, she's like yeah. she's staunch and she's sure of herself. But when presented with evidence, like even the most recent expansion, which I I I would ruin it for Lotus if I explain some of the stuff that happens. She, you know, when she runs <laughs> up against things that she doesn't expect, she there's dialogue where she goes, "Wow, I you know what? I didn't expect that. That sucks. Yep. But now we need to do this instead. So here we go. Um, yeah, she's know, not just like a bulldozer, just right. smash all things. Right, right. You know, like with her coming back this year, I I kind of felt like. I like I like I don't want to spoil anything too, so I'm just gonna be super vague right now. But I kind of felt like I was expecting her to be a little bit more or less one dimensional. She was just it was just kind of like you see her and she's like, "All right, you're fighting. Cool. I'll see you later." <laughs> yeah, there's, the there's a good bit about that. Um, I liked her yeah. uh, connection to um, who's the vampire guy? Uh, what's his Finn, name? Fen. Fen. Yeah, yeah. Fen. Um, Love that. Guy. that that dynamic, the way that grows over time, yeah, is cool. Because mm-hmm. um, she doesn't trust him at all at first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also uh, am a vampire and play through it as a vampire. So it was me and another vampire and her, and that comes through in the dialogue. And she's like, "Oh, okay." So I think at one point she even says something like, uh, "Who would have expected me and two vampires in order to like working to save Skyrim or something like that?" Um, so yeah, there's kind of a side dynamic that can occur with that, I believe. Yep. Um, I will jump in and say, though, I don't know if uh, you guys have really or anyone has actually like uh, done some reading on 
Varen's rise to power, but he was actually a very impressive dude. Like, you know, yeah, we talked some... about that on the, the uh, Longhouse Emperor's episode mm-hmm. a little bit. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yep. when nice. he was, yeah. When he was a duke and he, uh, yeah, he responded. Man, just yep. really badass dude. And then um, the whole like big wall in Kavach, it's like Varen's wall. He built, you know, oh, yes, yes, yes. thing to yep. defend the uh, empire. Yep. I don't know. There's some cool stuff, but he definitely messed up, you know. Like, oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, I think he had probably good. I mean, there were selfish intentions. intentions. He had good. selfish, but for yeah. the most part, for the most part, he's I mean, trying to do the general good thing, you know. I think yeah, uh, you can't fault somebody just because they get something out of doing something good that it's not good. I think well, that it, there would have been Marco things. could have been like telling him, you know, hey, man, you know, sure. this would be pretty cool if you did this. I think it would right. make you like You'll the protect best the realm. Emperor. You'll be able to protect yeah. the realm because the, you know, the real emperor will be back on the seat. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I can yeah. See that. But like rarely do you have like even the best rulers Rarely are you going to get to the position where you can rule without some degree of ambition. And sure. Yeah. Even when doing it for a benevolent reason, you have to have some selfish means to get there. Cause very rarely yeah. are people just going to be like, yeah, this dude just promote, give him everything he wants all the time. That's fine. It'll probably work itself out. It's like, no, <laughs> usually you, you, you fight for the power and then try to do something good. Yeah. You have to it. vouch for yourself at exactly. least to a certain amount. All right. So right. final thing, Abner Tharn, total douche oh, or, God. or is his, is he, is his douchiness justified because he really is pretty smart. Powerful I was dude. hoping for like a douche scale, like total douche, douche scale. Douche, all right. So or like yeah. minimal douchosity. Right. All right. So yeah, let's, let's use that. Total douche, that's like a 10, right? Moderate douche is like a 5. Okay. Minimal douche, obviously he's not a minimal douche. He's got some douche in there. But is he, <laughs> is he like justified? Is his douchiness... He's still on the douche chart no matter what. Still, he's just... definitely on the douche chart. But is his, is his douchiness... <laughs> the words of the word. <laughs> You're going to wabajack him, his douchiness. Is, is his douchiness justified? Or is no. it still just not? Without too much spoilers. <sighs> Well, he tortured Queen Irene, so, you know, Only right points. there, off the rip. Pretty douchey, that, right? That's pretty douchey, Pretty douchey. Oh. Like, I know oh, Lotus the, hates Queen Irene, oh, but, oh, I mean, wait, oh, come on, the page, man. That's not good. Ooh, so, all right. So yeah, majestic. Uh, his majestic queen elf of her people and this imperial dude's like oh man you're out, like, touring Cyrodiil, like, I'm gonna capture you and, you know, <laughs> torture you like okay cool dude it's pretty douchey on greater good (laughs) well what about what about with the events of elsewhere it was his fault i mean was his fault (laughs) but But he stands up against his sister who's like clearly higher on the douche scale oh yeah she's but his uh, almost, fa- their family and then his yeah. daughter is out there like ah, the eldest girl is mine like oh you got the whole family running yeah, around and he's like the kingpin the imperial chancellor up yeah. here just well, like, and, he, and oh. he came and he comes like traditionally from a very douchey family yeah i mean he he's kind of the dude. best of the group he's gotta uh, get some credit for that right but so if I'm being honest, diamond. I mean, <laughs> who knows what he's trying to do with that thing? If I'm being honest with you guys, I haven't played ESO since like, oh man, it must have been like 2013, so 2014. 
Uh, like okay, I beta so tested. Okay, and so then, you only get the base level of what yeah, Abnathar like, has done. Oh, I've never yeah. played any of the DLC. I've actually, since it's on Game Pass now, mm-hmm. and I've actually redownloaded it because I have it on computer, but I never Xbox, but I have it on yeah. Game Pass. And so I've been trying to get back into it with my girlfriend because okay. that's not one that's of those good, games yeah. where you can just like, at least I don't think I could, sit down and just solo a lot of things, you know? Like, yeah. I'd really have a to lot push of my stuff. I like, I, I like to play through the story stuff solo. I, I do too, but true. I think that's more of a minority thing. I think Probably. most people don't really do that too much unless they just burn through it. Like, I actually depends. care about the story of it. It's hard so. to do with a group sometimes because it's oh, like, you know, mm-hmm. you want to do do it and get it over. Or you want to mm-hmm. sit and read it and never the other people are already moving on to the next part of the yep. quest and you're like, oh, right, girl. yeah. Yeah. That's but the hardest. Doing it with your girl is, that's a great way to do it, honestly. Yeah. So what are your thoughts so far? Yeah. Have you How far have you gotten into it? So the farthest that I got was, I have a character that's level 30, I think. So, and that one was mm-hmm. like, played from the beginning i know i like i <laughs> i don't play mmos so mm-hmm. i chose templar i was like this sounds good <laughs> yeah sure. i just decided that i would put all my points in stamina so you know like Legit. i i lost interest um i can't remember when that i think i lost interest when fallout 4 and so when okay. fallout 4 came out mm-hmm. if i have a timeline right in my head i just was like all about fall after that and then didn't play it at all. But now that I'm picking it back up, it looks like so much has changed. Like so oh, yeah. much has been built yes. upon and improved and oh, changed. Yes. And when you and were like, playing it originally, it, that level 30 something probably took you, I don't know, 80, oh. hundred hours to just yeah. get to. And you only got pieces of the storyline as you had to do all the other quests in the area in order to try to level up in order to move to the next area. Yeah. It's completely right. different now. You can just run the quest and get through the quest line yep. and just, um, wow, really? yeah. Everything's yeah. So, scaled to you too. So you never have to go like, you're never yeah. unintentionally out leveled yeah. by something. It's all scaled as if it was a single player game. So you can just be like, I want to do this story and the things will awesome. stay in a proportion to you. Right. So if you know what you're doing, you're good to go regardless of what you're fighting. It's it's just based on you connected to your character, which if you're playing a Stamplar, you're in a really good position. Yeah, as the Stamplar is, is going to so. be, be easy to run through the quest as a Stamplar. Yeah. Um, oh, the other thing is, <laughs> the other thing is that uh, even if you're just, even if you're listening to all the dialogue, which is all voice acted, of course, um, you can mainline the main quest. And I don't know what the official time is, but f- yeah, I think 15 I, hours. I think and just kind of get through it as much as I could when I could. So right. I remember, mm-hmm. like, when you were talking about with Sai Sahan being tortured. For some reason, I remember that. Maybe it's yeah, the memory, but yeah, it's pretty early on something. as you're kind of reacquiring the companions back to your group. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think I finished as much as I could back then. And man, I was like super into it there for a little while. I ran a clan or a guild, and it had like 180 people in it. Yeah, <laughs> and then it got to be so much just maintaining it, and like mm-hmm. we did a raffle. I remember that we did a raffle, organize it, and then yeah. putting out the announcements and everything. And dude, if so you're, you're job. if you're jumping back into PC, feel free to join us and play with us in, in the guild. And if you want to help, I mean, I'd even love help doing guild events and running that stuff. Lincoln usually handles that stuff. He's been a little bit busy with school and some other things, so. Yeah, I'd love to keep doing more of that stuff. So if you're looking for other people to play with and help you get through the quests and help you understand how to build your character, you know, any of us yeah, here awesome. would be awesome. Yeah. We'd be happy to do that. So, okay, so let's let's wrap this up. Abner Tharn, Justified Douche, Total Douche, 
completely unjustified douche. Like, where are we at? 1,000 on the scale. 1,000 off the charts douche. From what I remember, unmitigated douche. Unmitigated yeah, douche. Say, you're in the story where he's an unmitigated douche yes. for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I say he lowers down to just moderate level. Moderate douche? Uh, Kind yeah, of semi semi justified to put his bust in your house. That's the real question. I I did not. I I would there not. That would go right next to the snow prince thing, which is out back in the dumpster. <laughs> I don't I don't need that in my life. <laughs> Wait, you actually put Damn. them in a dumpster in the back of your house? So <laughs> bottom just in, put them in the dumpster. There, there's a, no, it was this antiquity lead that you can get out of Kynes Agus. I assume you can get it anywhere in Western Skyrim, but yeah, I know you because I get it all the time. Every time I run Kynes Agus, pretty much, um, you get a lead for the seat of the snow prince, and it's it's the snow prince's throne. And I'm like, great, I know what I want to do with that. And I keep getting them and I keep jamming them in the just this pond scum in the back of one of my houses. And I'm like, this is where the snow prints belong. <laughs> you need to post pictures of this. I want to see this. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. You're, you're just like garbage dump in the back. Yep. That's great. <laughs> just stack them up. All right. So, all right. So, I, I, I get the I get the opinions here about Abner. I think he's a little justified in douchiness. I also think, so here's my perspective on him. He is. He comes from a very learned background. He's very educated and he interacts with lots of different people. So I think there's a lot of people he interacts with who he thinks are just complete idiots because compared to some of the information he has, they kind of are. Now he's a douche about it, but at the same time, (laughs) he does know a lot of things. So you can know a lot of things and not be a jerk, right? So eh, I don't know. Also, he's getting kind of old. By the end of it, he's complaining about like, oh, in my younger days, yeah. I would have been able to take on that thing all by myself. You know? Right. Yeah. He's he's the poster boy for like an aspirin ad by the end as he's limping around. And <laughs> yeah. Stuff he's like, like oh, oh yeah. that used to be easier. I used to be able to conjure whatever magic from my butt or whatever. I don't yeah. know. But yeah. So, all right. <laughs> where they conjure it. All right. That's where they conjure. That's where magic comes from in Elder Scrolls Online. Um, don't tell Tuttle Power I said that. It comes out of your yeah. butt. <laughs> canon lore right there canon but canon lore all right that sounds disgusting thank you everybody for joining us this week this has been super fun um guys let's wrap this up but we're going to go backwards we're going to start with bob bob do you have anything cool to shout out about or to or tell people about or tell them how to get a hold of you yeah totally (laughs) the coolest thing ever i could talk about is um my podcast the red diamond courier which is part of the robots radio network you guys can go check it out there companion show to this very one you're listening to now um we talk about all kinds of stuff in game in the elder scrolls online um both robots and lotus have been on it i mean there is an endless amount of good things you could go We're listen all buddies. to in the red diamond Courier. we're all buddies here so. yeah Go check it out. Um, you can even hear my co-host dog talk about his love for Ebner Tharn. So you got that going. <laughs> if if you love Ebner Tharn, didn't get enough here. You know, oh, dude. It's there. We need to get we so, need to get Doggett on on the show. Yeah. <laughs> we have Abner Tharn episode with Doggett. Abner Tharn. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, outside that, I'm in the Robots Radio Discord. You could hit me up there. And I am on Twitter all the time at the at Bob, Bob underscore Chichinsky and uh, our Twitter for the show is at Red Diamond Cast. I so. still think you should uh, slim your name down to Bob Chickens so people can just, it's easier to find you. 
I mean, but then the chickens would be too like you know Bob chickens and, and dog like, the chickens and dog show yeah everyone says Bob chickens anyways I know so I was good <laughs> how many times did like I reference you as Bob chickens until you said the name that I could actually hear it phonetically it just you like, were yeah, one of the chickens. ones who when you tried it the first time you actually got it right so that was that's pretty good <laughs> you know you got this made up word i made in my head right but i mean you know there it is <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome well uh yeah go check out go check out the podcast uh also um the robots radio <laughs> discord is just blowing up today i think we've had like i don't know tons of new people popping in so come come talk about elder scrolls with us and find people to play with you and, and things like that all right uh kung fu how can people get a hold of you and do you have anything cool to talk about that you want to share uh well you know i don't run a podcast <laughs> so, <laughs> I uh, I primarily play when I'm playing online. I, I play uh, on Xbox, Xbox One. So anyone with an Xbox One is very welcome to send me a message on Xbox. My name is not Kung Fu Kangaroo. Pan- Kung Fu, uh, you almost said Kung Fu Panda. I almost, almost did. <laughs> what about DreamWorks? Some money then? Uh, but <laughs> no, um, <laughs> my my name on Xbox is actually N Seven, and then spell out Seven, and that's a Mass Effect. Record definitely but it's yeah. in seven space legend uh just spelled like that cool, cool. Um, so yeah if anyone wants to play i usually play uh like elder scrolls of course i'll be playing elder scrolls line now yeah. um i play yeah, fallout 76 play some, uh, mass effect 3 multiplayer with you i guess huh? absolutely i love <laughs> mass effect andromeda was a nightmare but yeah, <laughs> I still play um, that's a whole other topic. player for a reason. And I, I also play Call of Duty uh, too sometimes. So if anyone wants to play some multiplayer games, and you know, if you if you're not sure, just uh, send me a message. See yeah. what games or I have. Jump I'm in the Discord and, and just kind of yeah. add, add them on on the Discord. And there's a, there's an all game section. So if you want to just find other people to group up with whatever games you're playing, you're welcome to do that as well. Yeah, in the Discord, uh, Kung Fu Kangaroo. Awesome. So. Awesome. Lotus, you guys have anything cool going on with uh, Tales of Tamriel lately? Um, we just celebrated our 250th dumpster fire last week. Um, and as in Do you our keep them in fashion, the backyard with the rest of them? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's made of nothing but snow pieces <laughs> at this point. Oh, my God. We had so many technical issues, but Ark managed to stitch it together to have it. Uh, it was certainly an interesting episode. Yes, uh, we've got last episode I jumped in and said something <laughs> that accidentally. Great. That way, I promise my <laughs> misspelling fine. of it's glitter. It's, it's a permitted term at this point, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> right. If you replace the G in glitter and turn it into something that is absolutely dirty, that's what I accidentally yeah. mistyped. Which we immediately approved because of a really off-color comment that I made to something in the pre-show. So, oh, yeah, man. that was... It was... We had... Um, the original founder joined us. He, he, you know, has stepped away a while ago now. And, um, but every now and then he'll, he'll join us, uh, for, for landmark episodes. Like we actually had like a serious, like one when we hit 200, because that was just like crazy. And this one was more of a goofy landmark thing, just cause at this point, man, we are relics in podcast age when you know <laughs> oh, how long has your podcast been on the air it's like six six years it's like yeah oof but um yeah not i was gonna say we did that otherwise um i i've been trying to figure out when i can stream again uh because i want to finish up elder scrolls arena um and actually i guess maybe i'm not sure i shut it out so i guess the most useful thing that i should mention 
if you do anything that relates to me, uh, is our Extra Life Marathon is coming up October 16th. Um, we are starting at 6 p.m. with Hyper Pixie, and we are going to relay the marathon for 48 hours straight, um, nonstop. It's going to be epic. And it's, it's hopefully going to be pretty epic. Um, we are raising money for the Boston Children's Hospitals and Extra Life, which is about why I kind of got into any of this to begin with. Mm-hmm. And it's a cause I definitely believe in. So, uh, yeah, we'll be doing that. We've got tons of stuff to give away, lots of prizes, uh, courtesy of Zoss, who has been very generous to help us raise money. So we've got lots of good stuff to give away just for hanging out. Even if you can't donate financially, that's totally fine. Um, even just supporting the cause is is still awesome because it might link to somebody who can donate. So Yeah, or just showing up in the stream in order to help it be a little bit more noticeable on, on Twitch yeah, so other people exactly. jump into it. Yeah, for sure. So keep coming up with uh, more. That's that's kind of the one thing I plug each year is the, the one mega marathon we do. But um, yeah, pretty excited for that. That should be some fun times. We're working on a couple interesting landmarks, which if we can figure out the finer details, I'll have more information as it gets closer. Very cool. Awesome stuff. Um, speaking of charities, uh, if you are watching us on our my where is why is my Amazon Echo talking at me? I didn't say I didn't say your name. Um you or think it would you? have triggered when I said Serana, maybe, but uh, nope. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, if you are joining us on the live stream, um, any donations that we get on on the Robots Radio Twitch channel, and we've been doing it for this for like the last month and a half now, all the way until the election, will be going towards charity to fight against government corruption because we will all benefit from a more, you know, a government that actually represents the people more, which would be awesome. So, um, so yeah, any subs, any donations, anything like that. So if you if you decide to join us in the future and would like to support that as a cause, you're welcome to do that. Um, also, I am, as a way of giving back to the community, doing office hours on after my live shows on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturday nights. Um, this show's on Thursday night and it starts a little bit later at 10 p.m. Eastern, which means we run a little bit later. So it's a little bit late to kind of do the office hours thing. But on Monday nights, Wednesday nights, and Saturday nights, I have the Fallout Lorecast, the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast, and the Cyberpunk Lorecast. And after those shows get done at 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, I am doing at least in a half an hour of office hours to help anybody in the community who's interested in learning about podcasting, making videos, streaming, um, technical questions, marketing questions, anything at all that you have that you would love to, you know, be interested in, you know, getting some somebody with a little bit more experience helping you out doing that for free. Come come by the streams, you know, come out for the shows, stay for the uh, office hours, and then I'll be playing games after that. So I've been playing a lot of Fallout 76, but I definitely need to jump back into Elder Scrolls Online, play through some more of that stuff, especially with all the new content coming out soon. So that's what I've been doing. And um, if you are uh, following our, our Twitter accounts, or if you're not following our Twitter accounts, then check those out as well. It's a wonderful way to stay connected and come join us on the Discord. That's what we got going on. Thank you guys again for being here. And thank you, chat, for showing up for the live show. And if you missed the live show and you want to watch this with our actual meat faces, then look up the Robots Radio YouTube channel as well as a wonderful way to check out the uh, live video version of the podcast. All right, guys. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later. See ya. See ya. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening.
listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. All sounds and music are owned by Bethesda Softworks or Zenimax Studios, and no copyright infringement is intended. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please reach out to us at Lorecast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ESO Lorecast. If you'd like to help support the show, check out the rewards you can get at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. I really appreciate you listening, and I'd love to hear from you soon. And thanks to our patrons for support, especially our Tier 5 patrons, including... My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources. Hey friends, this is Robots, the creator of the Robots Radio Podcast Network and host of the two original shows on the network, the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. These two shows have rocketed up the iTunes charts. They both together have over 155 star reviews in only a couple of months with bite-sized episodes that take you step-by-step through the background of the games in the game worlds. They're thought-provoking, well-produced, and a lot of fun. I recommend you go check them out at robotsradio.net or on any podcast, reader, podcatcher, whatever you use, iTunes, Spotify. Again, that's the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, available everywhere.